Okay, welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast, episode 116. Which is a uh, special coronavirus edition. Um, actually, we probably should start making patches that say uh, "coronavirus free" or <laughs> something like that. But I'm with uh, my partner in crime, Kyle Verstig. My name is Jim Noka. Uh, if you hear some heavy panting in the background, it's really not uh, me on a date. It is uh, my new dog which is he wants to be in my lap all the time and he's just uh just a under two-year-old malawar and uh kind of a little bit of a nutso right now oh he just moved though right yeah yep i just moved in on sunday um they call these guys fur missiles because they're so wicked fast, and I guess, you know, when 60 pounds hit you at 35 miles an hour, I guess uh, mass versus velo- mass times velocity mm-hmm. <laughs> works out to people laying on the ground. <laughs> so, oh, and then my uh, grandfather clock is uh, going to tick off some hours here for a minute. Anyway, so what's new in uh, what's new in the world of uh, of Kyle? Well, so I got a email, finally got an email from Lara on Monday, and it sounded to me like they were basically backing off of you can't prescribe this or that because the FDA said yeah you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said before, I mean I don't like it when when you've got bureaucrats making decisions based on zero knowledge of anything um, because they were some political appointee. Yeah, and they're they're doing everything they can to score political points instead of worrying about, you know, what's the right thing here. Well, you know what's, what's, uh, what's kind of getting under my skin just a little bit is how we have a constant flow of information from the news media that is uh, negative performance evaluations on the administration. And I guess I'm not, I'm I'm clearly not understanding this because if you look back at the dates and the times of what these people were saying when... uh, when Donald Trump was closing the border or stopping people from flying in from China, how much of a racist he was, um, and how it was totally wrong for him to do that. And I mean, you, and now they're saying guys, he should have done more sooner. Exactly, <laughs> and they were and they were criticizing him for doing what he was doing at the time, which was, which was more than anybody else did, it was yeah. more than any other country did. And the other thing is, is that they, if you look back on uh, in New York around that time, they were saying, "Go out, just yeah. live your lives. This is just the flu, bro." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of recordings of De Blasio saying stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry unless you're, you know, if you're under 50 years old, go get it, hang out, you know, bump elbows, man. Go, yeah. go, hang out in the bars. Go to the restaurants. <laughs> yeah, you know, but. You know, and it just annoys me that they can't, you know, 
everybody else is willing to let that go because we're we we have the situation that's going on right now um and nobody has been able to determine if it's a if it's actually a, a biological warfare attack or not i mean it, this could very well be way bigger than what anybody's even thinking about right now well some people obviously are thinking about it but but this could legitimately be biological warfare i mean yeah, I mean, it, it'll. Re- I mean, I'm not saying is, that is, this is. The I'm thing not is, saying is that this if is. it is, if it is, they're never. Even if our government has definitive proof of it, they're never going to admit it. No, no, no. But yeah. well, well, because I'm, it would cause massive consequences, right? Well, throughout what, the whole I guess world. what I'm. I guess what I'm saying is, this could very well be the beginning of a of an attack on us, on our country, on our sovereignty, and and. And this is the way these people are acting. This could legitimately be World War III, the beginning of World War III, and most of the, and we don't realize it. You know, I mean, just think about it. We, if we were to have, you know, the numbers that they were initially talking about, had he not shut down the border, had he not done these things, that the social distancing, the shutting down of the economy, all of this stuff, had that stuff not happened, half of our population would be in the hospital. Or dying in the streets, one of the two. And how easy would it be to um, to march through, a, march an army through without without disturbing much of anything? I mean, I'm not saying that that's what's happening, but that's that's a legitimate. Somebody should be should have been uh, probably somebody is thinking about that. I'm sure. You know, because because of the way our good friends, the Chinese government, acted. Makes me suspicious, you know, and it should be making the news media suspicious. I mean, they should really. I mean, why is it that we don't have in the the proper numbers out of Wuhan? Why is it that? Yeah, I mean, they haven't they haven't updated their numbers in forever. They, right. the, they've been at they've been stuck at eighty thousand since the end of January. Well, they don't they don't have any new cases. Yeah, and nobody's yeah. dying. And and you know what 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 amazes me is this is a country that has you know how you step on an elevator and it says maximum capacity let's say seven hundred fifty pounds I'm just using that as a number um, they don't have any of those things they don't they don't have maximum capacity of a bus forty three people or a train car seventy eight people they have. As many people as can grab can 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 squeeze into that that vehicle at one time. I mean, you could have you could have a bus that that let's say has forty three seats on it, and it probably has one hundred and eighty people in it because they because that's the way they are. I mean, they cram into each other, sit on each other's laps, you know. And you mean to tell me that they only had eighty eighty thousand cases? Yeah, in that it's, country? It's there's no BS. way. Yeah, it's BS. It, it they uh, they've been misleading from the beginning. Our yesterday, our intelligence agency came out and said they were basically lying from the beginning and covered it up, and it caused all kinds of damage because they weren't forthcoming with what exactly it was and how bad it was. And, and they're and still what not. is and what is the headline for the uh, from CNN? 
the U.S. now surpasses the number of people uh, infected with the coronavirus more than anybody else in the world now because we have 100,000 or 200,000. <laughs> yeah. know, And you're like going, okay, so... You're really thinking that China only has 80,000? How ridiculous is that? That's t- unbelievable. Yeah, they're just taking the, the numbers at face value that literally they haven't changed them since the end of January. So that's the level of, of investigative reporting that we have in our country right now. That's CNN. That is, you know, everything that you detest about Nancy Pelosi now is in the... Uh, is in the the news media because they can't be they can't be even intellectually honest about any of this stuff. Adam Shithead wants to wants to impeach President uh, Trump again over this. <laughs> what does what does this have to do with Trump? <laughs> he 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 devised it. Yeah, I'm sure he, he col- did. He colluded with the Chinese and the Russian government. <laughs> They can't be. They're not serious. They're they're not serious. Serious. Yeah, I mean that's just not a serious thing. Can you imagine? Him? He wants to run a he wants to run a nine eleven commission type about this for this about this virus to find out who knew what when. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't trust him with that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine him trying to run an investigation like that? No. You know these people lied about the FISA warrants over. I mean, come on. Seriously? They all need to be thrown in jail. You know? um, Let's see. What else is new? (laughs) How's your dog behaving? He's he's a little ramped up right now. The squirrel... It's it's sunny out. The squirrels are running around, and so he's he's fascinated with that. He, I guess, has not seen that many of these kinds of critters running around, and and they are... um, They've been in close proximity to the house almost all winter, and so now they're you know they're like, what the hell is going? What is this? What is this thing that's running around outside? <laughs> it wants to eat me. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, fascinating dogs. Very smart. Very 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 smart dogs. I, I'm amazed at at how smart they are. That's what I hear. Um, it does not take them very long to figure out what's what. Um, he's never had a uh, he's never had dealt with this electronic enclosure thing that I have, and uh, it took him no more than five minutes to figure it out. Hmm. I mean, I showed him where the flags were, um, led him up to him. He heard the heard the noise. I ran him back to the porch, I think three times, and he's never looked back. That's, That's cool. it. I mean, he, I think he got shocked one time, but that was it. He ran right back to the porch. I mean, so it's not even a. a it's it's like. So he shows up and he knew how to sit down. That's, That's it. Nice. I mean, that was that was his trick that he knew how to do. Was he could sit down. You could tell him to sit down. He would sit down. Um. Now he sits, lays, uh, stays. Um, what else does he do? Mines the fence, um, sleeps on his bed, um, terrorizes my wife. 
that's not that wasn't in, that wasn't supposed to happen, but that seems to be what's happening currently. He, he wants her attention all the time. Very uh, nice. Yeah, but it's but he's a pretty smart he's a pretty smart cookie. Heals quite well. Um, they call him they call him maligators because they like they like to taste things. Okay. Apparently they um, one of their one of their communication skills is they they uh, they they nip. They don't. I don't even want to call it biting, but they nip. Um, whether it's to get your attention, I don't know. I don't know why they do it, but he's going to get broken from doing that. But my daughter <laughs> gave him a bunch of a bunch of uh, chew toys, a bunch of uh, uh, things to play with, and uh, one of them has got a uh, you put a you put a water bottle inside of it, and it makes all kinds of crinkly noise. Mm. And he just thinks that that's like the berries. So, <laughs> anyways, what's new with you? I see you got your truck out. Yeah, I got it uh, out yesterday. Uh, started right up, you know, when, with a one of those old trucks that has a fuel pump and is carbureted. You know, when you first go to start it, there's no fuel in the fuel lines. Right. So you'll have to go rrr, 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 rrr for a little bit, right. give it a right. break, right. and then the fuel gets up into the carburetor, and then you do it again, it starts right up. Yep. And yep. it's running well, you're, great. You're, no that issues. truck is 80, what is it, 84? 80, 81. <laughs> Eighty-one. So that has that has the uh, the only thing electronic on that is the uh, uh, distributor, the the electronic ignition. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So so I was tell my kids got a, my old eighty-four, and uh, we were talking about this the other day. I used to have a, a nineteen seventy-four F two fifty high water, mm-hmm. and that was the first year that they came out with the electronic ignition module. So it was basically a distributor that was pointless. Um, what does that sound funny? A lot of people probably listening to this don't even know what points are. Um, uh, vehicles used to have ignition points and a capacitor, and that's how it would generate the spark for the spark plugs. And uh, in, 70, in 1974... Ford came out with for their pickup trucks. They came out with uh, um, this ignition switch. Oh, we got to pause for a second because my wife is calling me outside for something. Okay. All right, hang on. Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, okay, five, four, three, two, one, okay. So the uh, uh, ignition has no points; it has no moving parts in it anymore. It's got a, they had an optical, um, some kind of an optical sensor, I believe, in it that made it fire. Well, you can still buy those distributors. So let's say, um, God forbid, we have an EMP. Your truck can still be it right now. It would not run because it has electronic components in it. But you could take that um, you could take that distributor out, and you can put a coil and a regular distributor in it, 
like a, like an old fashioned one, like what was in a seventy three, mm-hmm. and um, because the engine is a, that engine has been around since the late fifties, I think, early sixties. Mm-hmm. You could literally get a distributor for one of those and put it in your truck, and that truck would become a usable vehicle post EP or EMP. Hmm. As opposed to any of our other vehicles that have some kind of computer generated whatever, they'll never run again after that. You you could never get like you could never get my wife's Toyota to run again. You could probably never get my Jeep to run again, or your Subaru <laughs> yeah, or, or any of that. None of that stuff will ever run again. Yeah. You know, my my seventy one CJ five, it wouldn't even affect it. My 1929 Model A, it wouldn't even it would never it wouldn't even affect it, and my two tractors, it would never affect it because they have no they have literally no electronics in them whatsoever. So uh, when you, it's kind of funny when you when you think about stuff like that when you have this kind of situation that's going on right now, um, and what everybody was always worried about is an EMP attack. You know, just knowing that those things... Like, like, if you were serious about extreme prepping... Get a horse. <laughs> you, you, you would take that... You would take your truck and you would set it... You would, you would at least have the components to be able to put it as a, a point-driven vehicle again. Or you would have to find it to, do, to make that happen. You could... Um, you could set up a wood gas burner and make your vehicle run on non-petroleum products. You know that would be a good vehicle for that because it has a carburetor and it has, you know. So what? I don't know if you know. Have you ever seen a wood gas burner? Um, I know basically what it is. It's a methanol burner, correct? That well, no. What they do is they they. Uh, it's literally well. I don't know what the gas would be. What the gas actually is, okay. but. Um, they, what they did was they did this during World War II. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Germany had like a whole uh, division of of tanks and trucks that ran like this. So they would have a they would have like a like a burner, like they would build a wood fire underneath this tank, and inside the tank they would put pieces of wood. So they would heat up the wood with wood. Mm-hmm. And then the the smoke that came off of the wood that was inside the tank, oh, I see, yeah, would 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 actually get sucked directly into the carburetor mm-hmm. of the engine, and it would run. I mean, it would run like it would run like it was on gasoline. That's cool. And if you get a chance, YouTube there has got a bunch of videos of people that have set up generators that run like that. Gas, like go down to Harbor Freight and buy a generator and um, and set it up to run it. Uh, on, on wood gas, it's fascinating, fascinating. Hmm. I mean, so the technology is is, uh, uh, or the lack of technology, I guess it would be, is is around for that kind of stuff. It's fascinating. Yeah. But you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the uh, um, everybody called the the that show, what was it, uh, the prepper show that was on History Channel. You know. They're all fruitcakes until right now, and those guys are going, yes, yes, <laughs> I get to use my wood gas, whatever. That's cool. 
Anyways. Yeah. So, so, so what's, uh, um, what's the scoop down in uh, in Traverse City? Is Are people minding the... Um, there's social distancing, for sure. I mean, and there's still people out and about, but it's... You don't see people gathering anywhere. Right. Um... Let's see how many no. cases there are here. Hang on a second, I got a phone call. I'll be right back. All right. So that was a quick phone call from my mom. Oh. My mom is 89 years old, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and trying to get her to stay home is like, I don't even know. I mean, I can't even, it's like an impossibility. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> so I said to call me when you get home from the store. She was going to the store because she was out of a few things, which, you know, I mean, uh they it's hard to get people to go to the store have a shopping list buy 30 days worth of groceries and stay home it's, ver- it's very very difficult it's very difficult for people to do that by the week mm-hmm. that's what that I think that's what people are having the hardest time with is is coming up with meal plans because they're eating out every other day yeah, so you if you go to the grocery store, the the frozen pizza and TV dinner aisles are just decimated. <laughs> it's like that's a. I mean, I'll eat a frozen pizza. I like those, but like I'm not going to be eating TV dinners unless I'm real desperate. Right. Well, then the point, and I guess the, that's the point, is that a lot of people do not. They don't. They look. I don't know how many what the percentage of the generation is uh, younger than I am. I think that I think after the the uh, the baby boomers, I think the numbers start falling off quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that have had home ec classes in high school, I bet you there's I bet you if I had to guess at a number, I bet you twenty five percent of the of the population had a home ec class in high school and that's because they were baby boomers because i think i don't think anybody after us had that i don't think anybody else learned how to boil water in school i think they did teach it when i was in high school which would have been 88 to 92 but i don't know anybody that actually took it yeah i think they taught it in junior high too in the public it used to be it used to be a requirement yeah but not anymore no, you used to be able to. You used to be able to have to take that class, have to learn how to sew a zipper in, have to learn how to sew a button on, have to learn how to hem a pair of pants. 
I mean, it was all, th- and then and then cook and wash, how to how to how to run a washing machine, you know, how to how to measure. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any of that anymore. No, and that's painfully obvious. <laughs> yeah, your parents should teach you that. Yeah, yeah our kids know how to obvious. do most of that, except the sewing part. Yeah. So Michigan well, has um, nine updated less than two hours ago. Nine thousand three hundred thirty-four cases with uh, 337 deaths. We're currently, I believe, by the numbers, number four. California just pulled ahead of us with 9,937, with uh, 215 deaths and 60 recoveries. So we're beating them on the deaths. Have you you come up, have you seen any of the online betting things for... You know which states like the like the college playoffs? No, <laughs> I don't know if they exist. But I got a thing on Facebook yesterday that I had to laugh because they said, uh, um, "Oh, what the, what the heck was it now?" It was something about uh, Michigan being? Uh, where the heck is it now? I'll have to read it to you because it's pretty funny. Well, anyway, the um, the other thing is is that there's only eight cases so far in Grand Traverse County, but I heard well, the the county up by Gaylord has like nineteen or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's you know what part of this is really. I mean, if you look at the state of the map, you're looking at the map right now. Uh huh. You notice Alcona County and and uh, um, Alpena County and. There's a couple counties on the eastern side of the state that have no cases in them. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? You know what? They're not testing. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like we have, uh, what, there's four cases in Charlevoix County or five cases in Charlevoix County. What's well, probably all the tests that they had. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, the, the numbers are kind of goofy because um, if the samples weren't treated right, from the beginning, you, you got negatives. So there were there were people that had the virus that were testing negative. Yeah, you know, um, I I don't know. I this rapid test thing from Abbott should should make a big deal. Should make it very helpful. Um, being able to test on site should make it very helpful. Well, you know, the the thing is, is like where people are actually. You know where the hospitals are starting to get overrun. If if you have the symptoms that are consistent with it, um, they'll probably do a chest X-ray, and if the chest X-ray looks bad, they'll check your pulse ox. If you're oxygenating okay, they're going to say go home and quarantine, and if it gets right. worse, right. call your doctor. You know they right. won't even test you. It's just at this point where they're seeing enough cases, it's just a presumptive diagnosis, right. like in New York, and then. The, the thing that seems to help people if they get in that situation is to have a nebulizer. Right. So you have your doctor prescribe you a nebulizer, and um, you just start using, like, it sounds like they're using albuterol from, I mean, I don't know what they're actually prescribing, but it's from well, the symptoms of people that I've heard that have had the nebulizer, they say their heart races. Well, that's typically that's albuterol that's doing that. Right. Have you um, heard... Uh, have you heard how they figured out uh, hydroxychloroquine was a was a possibility? No. 
So the, the Chinese figured this out, or so they say. And it, but it makes sense. Um, apparently, they were not seeing anybody with COVID that had rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. They were not testing. You know, they, nobody that had rheumatoid arthritis was catching was getting COVID, and they were trying to figure out why that was. Well, come to find out, um, the the dated treatment for rheumatoid arthritis and some of the other autoimmune diseases, which be like. Uh, um, oh, what's well, the uh, there's, what's there's the a bunch. It's like lupus. Yeah, lupus. Yeah, there's and, a bunch you, of them. Any so, kind of an autoimmune disease, right? Can, yeah. So, so in America, we have modern drugs for that. We have uh, what? Um, uh, Humira. Humira. Yeah, you know those drugs. Well, apparently they don't use those in China. They they use um, hydroxychloroquine. Which is a dated. Uh, that's what they used to give for those those maladies. So when I'm on that drug, so when I went for to my doctor, we were talking about the the new biologics that they they were pushing, which is the Humira and the um, the other one with an E. I can't think of the. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They're, they they have a lot of side effects that are kind of nasty. You know, mm-hmm. and so we were talking about it, and he said, "You know what?" He said, "He said hydroxychloroquine has got like one uh, one side effect that could happen. It's so mi- it's very rare, but it, it 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 can affect your eyesight. But it's so slow that your doctor will be able to see your eye doctor will be able to see a change, and so you just go to the eye doctor once a year and get your eyes examined. And if that's if it shows up as a, it will get you on something else." So I've been on that drug for like four years, mm-hmm. but and it's and it's um, because it's effective for what I have. Well, in China, like I said, they don't they're not using the new biologics. So anybody that has these autoimmune diseases w- was on hydroxychloroquine because that yeah. used to be the old regimen, and they just saw that these people were not getting this they were not getting this virus, and so they saw the they they believed it was a prophylactic effect um so apparently some people that are on hydroxychloroquine here have some kind of uh not an immunity to it but they're not as likely to get it i guess so that's what got him looking at the um uh that drug as a as a drug of uh uh treatment Mm-hmm. And I guess they just there was they just finished one um, one study that had sixty two patients in it, and apparently they had eighty percent success rate with that. But that being said, I think that they have like an eighty percent success rate with anybody that if you don't do anything, mm-hmm. you know, and then the other the other percentage, you know, the uh, but I I don't know I. To me, there's there's still way too much that we don't know about this. Way, way, way too much. Um, yeah, I think they're they're figuring out they'll they'll get it figured out whether the hydroxychloroquine is all it's cracked up to be. I can tell you that in New York, if you go on a ventilator, the mortality rate is over eighty percent right yeah. now. You know, so the the trick is to stay off of a ventilator if you, if you can. Yeah. yeah. You know, so the the answer probably isn't 
in the long run going to be ventilators. It's going to be because all that's doing is buying you time. Right. And because you know, like if somebody gets the reason a pneumonia is different than like say this is that a pneumonia caused by a bacteria. Well, it's the bacteria and your immune response to it are really going to screw up your lungs for a while until you can put the bacteria in check with antibiotics and things like that. So if somebody goes to the hospital with pneumonia and gets intubated, they might be on a ventilator for three, four days, but then they can come off once the antibiotics do their job. Mm -hmm. The problem here is we don't have an antibiotic for this because it's a virus. You know, so that's the, the issue that they're running into is like, yeah, you can have as many ventilators as you want, but like they're going to die anyway. Right. You know, once they get on them most of the time, occasionally right. people will get better, but you know. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, the, the trick is to not, well, the trick is to not get it until they come up with a vaccine. Yeah. Um, if, if you can avoid you it. Know, <laughs> yeah. What cracks me up, I saw a meme the other day about, um, uh, about vaccines, you know, it's like you, you want to live in a world without vaccines. You're living in a world without one vaccine. Look, and how's that working out? Mm. You know, I don't know. I I uh, weird times, man. I don't I don't know. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday, and another, you know, from downstate, and. Um, He's already he, he works out of his house, and he's already sick of his family being there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I wor- I I talked to my daughter yesterday, and uh, she she had just when when the uh, when they were talking about shutting things down, she had just gotten back from uh, I think it was San Antonio or Houston I don't remember San Antonio I think. Mm-hmm. And so she decided that she was going to um, self quarantine, you know, because she had been on a plane and she and it was like the beginning of it. So so she self quarantined and and then they hit it with the mandatory everybody stay at home and her company is you know was allowing her to work at home anyways. So now she's been home for almost twenty five days. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like going crazy. She's going nuts. Um, my wife was actually enjoying doing telemed. Oh, uh, yeah. Until now, she has to run in to do to swab somebody. So uh, you guys don't have a testing center up there? Uh, no, they opened one up in Emmett County. Um, I tell them to drive their ass over there. I'm not. Yeah, testing you. I, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what prompted <laughs> this, but apparently you needed. They probably ran out of tests. Uh, I guess, you know, they you had to have a uh, basically have a a script from your from your um, doctor to get to go get tested in that Mm in that in that uh, drive up thing. So I don't know. I you know it's hard saying uh, what the what the major solution is. You know, people don't want to stay home. They want to be about. They don't want to be told what to do. you know, you've got you've got uh, governors and and mayors threatening to arrest people. Um, I I don't know. 
Well, I'm, our uh, our our uh, governor just got a big smack back from the physicians in the state. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like, yeah, Sweetums, you don't get to tell us how to treat patients. Oh yeah, big time. So big so time. if you want that authority, what you need to do here's an application to college. <laughs> Number one, you need to get the required coursework. Then here's an application for the MCAT. Now you need to beat everybody else on that because you're white. Now well, here's an application for medical school. You need to get through that, and here's one for residency. And then you need to have more clinical experience than me. So unless yep. you can time travel, you'll never be able to tell me what to do. Yeah. Well, even then, even then, <laughs> she wouldn't be able to. No. I mean, even One if she was able to get all of that, even yeah. if she was able to get all of that, she would not be able to tell you. Yeah, one, and, that's, one, and that's the whole point. One physician like, does not interfere with another physician's care of patients unless right. they're... I mean, it takes, literally, it takes a lot to be able to step in in a situation. Right. You know, unless you're asked for help. Right. You know, if you're not asked for help, you're meddling, and it's literally illegal. So, you know... One of those deals. <laughs> so yeah. she got smacked, which I was real happy about. They yeah. sent out this. Well, like, and you know what? She's going to be. Sheepish. She's going to be uh, Joe Biden's uh, choice for vice president. Yeah, she'll be on a losing ticket. So, yeah. so here's. So I was. Uh, I heard another theory. Remember last time we talked about how they're going to put Cuomo up, right? Right. So I heard another theory. I heard uh, Bill O'Reilly talking. And he said that uh, what he thinks is going to happen is they're going to do everything they can to get Biden to the convention or, you know, to get through all the primaries before the convention and hope he has enough delegates. And then what they will do is have him bow out of the race due to health reasons and give all his delegates to uh, Cuomo. And if that happens, the Bernie bros are going to riot. <laughs> it's going to be oh, yeah. excellent. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see how those little neckbeards finally come out of their basement and start screaming that they want their free shit. Well, you know what's what's fascinating right now is uh, uh, you haven't heard anything about um, Antifa or anything else because they're because mom told them they had to stay in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> mom told them that they had to stay home; they could not go out and play. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I I uh, I can't I can't get my head wrapped around how people can um, can still be attacking Trump on social media. I mean, I've got some pretty liberal friends right now. Um, <clears throat> I got into a kind of a minor discussion about uh, you know how evil Trump is. And, uh, you know, no matter what he does, it isn't going to be the right thing. So, I mean, it, it's it's just got to the point where people have gotten to be so far, they're so far gone that they're, there's, they're never going to come back. They're yeah, never going to say Trump did something good by shutting off this or doing that or <laughs> calling up this or sending the hospital ship over there or, you know. Um, yeah. Well, and it's it's like I said on my on the last podcast. Like those people, I don't care what you think. 
I mean, go and live your life however you want, but you don't get to be a part of mine. Right. You know. Well, it's difficult because it's you. You want them to. You know, I still hold out hope for some of these people, but you know, because I knew them. They're smart. They're not. They're not retarded people. You know, these these people are. You know, they of course I guess graduating from college anymore doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. You know, and and uh, it, it means you have a high likelihood of having pink or blue hair. That's <laughs> basically <laughs> what that means. <laughs> With your gender studies major. Yeah, yeah. Because we need to we need to study that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I. So we finished up our maple syrup. Our our trees all budded, and uh, maple trees all started budding. So I pulled all my taps the other day. Nice. And uh, so I'm in the process of cleaning everything up. I think we ended up with about 15 gallons of maple syrup. Nice. So I'm pretty happy about that. So when the world does come to an end, and you know, I'll at least be able to put sugar on my on my oatmeal. Yeah, on your soylent. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have you seen that product that's in in the stores? The well, Soylent product? Actually, I did, and I actually tried some, and it's not bad. Well, yeah, but it's the I can't get past the name. Yeah, I know. I it, I mean, I I was like, are you kidding me? You must not have seen the movie. You no, they not- did see the movie, and they were like, it, it was like supposed to be like some clever meme on it, but oh, <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. So now the the funny thing is, is there's all these people. There's a there's a a forum for people who drink Soylent on Reddit. And there's all these guys on there uh, complaining that the bottles are too hard to get open. So Soylent had to come up with some sort of a wrench. And literally, it's it's like, it's no harder to open than, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you see, like, those nice, super premium fresh juice containers. Oh, yeah. Like, the small ones. Yeah. Like, it, it's a, it takes a little bit of, a jink to get them open, but it's not undoable, right? Yeah. And that's that's all the harder the soylent is. But they'll post all these pictures of like a red crease in their hand because they couldn't get their soy milk open. Oh my god! <laughs> and the wrist is like tiny. It's literally yeah. the size of my big toe. <laughs> yeah. Hold that thought. I gotta go drain out some coffee. All right, I'm gonna take a break too. So, uh, so the, uh, so, so remember last time I was talking about how I'm getting like 20 to 30 texts like a day, <laughs> like that trend continues. Right. And yeah. like literally nobody ever texts me, <laughs> but funny. now like, and so uh, one of my former, uh, partners when I was in Iowa, he was this guy, he lived up in Okaboji and he he was a general surgeon, and he wanted to get out of that because he was sick of it, and he wanted to be a cosmetic surgeon, but he needed right. somebody to kind of help him 
learn how to do some stuff and kind of provide a little backup for him. So I said, right. yeah, I'll do it for you. Just give me free office space up there. Well, anyway, he calls me last night at like 9.30. And, of course, you know what I'm doing at 9.30. I'm sawing oh, yeah. logs. And oh, yeah. And yep. blasting big farts on my dog's head all night. <laughs> but, like, like uh, so he calls me at 9.30. And uh, he's telling me, oh, yeah, you know, the... Because of, and this is another topic that I was just, this is a good segue into it. He says, well, uh, you know, they, they basically shut down all elective surgery, so I'm pretty much done. Um, so what I did is I've, I've been out in my barn a lot uh, working in my machine shop, and I'm doing all this stuff. So he's, he's one of these guys, he was one of the first people that bought like a 3D printer. Uh-huh. And he was printing off stuff, and then he, he went whole hog and bought a whole actual i think he's got a real cnc machine out there now wow and he's got um you know a real bridgeport mill and all this stuff and he's always going to these auctions and buying tooling for it and stuff but anyway he's been doing a lot of stuff with that uh but anyway he told me his daughter just graduated or is about to graduate from a plastic surgery residency and she's turning down jobs <laughs> and i'm like wow. uh she might want to think about that dude right 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 <laughs> she has no clue what's about to happen to her um but uh anyway my so when trump did the thing hey hey we don't want any more elective surgeries it takes up hospital beds and uses up resources that we're going to need so pretty much everybody said okay well we just won't do elective surgeries well the thing is if you're in private practice and i'm so damn lucky that i uh closed and took a job somewhere before all this started if you're in private practice you have a loan that you have to make payments on uh because you had to buy equipment, you had to, you know, secure right. office space, and then when you start a practice, you're going to go several months before you get any payments. Right. So, and you can't eat air, and your employees can't either. So if you're in private practice, the chances are you've got at least somewhat of a loan. Um, and be- because of that, if you don't have money coming in, you're really in some deep doo-doo right about now, you know. Well, you know what's what's fascinating about this whole thing, and and I, I'm not sure. Hey, hold on just a sec. Did you would you check and make sure you're still recording because you got up and moved? Yeah, I did. Okay, and your your earbuds, if they come un- unplugged, you'll you'll stop recording. Oh, hang on a second. Yep, still recording. Okay. So anyway. Um, Pretty much every elective surgeon in the country that's in private practice right now is hosed. Uh, think right. your dentist, think your oral surgeon, think uh, your ENT doctor, your orthopedic surgeon, even your general surgeon. Um, you know, good luck getting a hip replacement, uh, hernia repair, or anything in this country for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> unless it's well, an absolute emergency. It'll be fascinating to see. It'll well, and you know what? Guess what? Huh. You can't have an abortion either. No, you can. <laughs> no, you can't. Well, That's you can in Iowa. They just lifted that restriction. <laughs> Way so to you go, can Iowa. you can you can abort babies, but you know you can't. Uh, 
you can't get your hernia fixed. I thought that was an elective. Uh, it deal. is, but apparently it's not. It's special. Hmm. Killing babies is special. That's awesome. Well, that's anyway, just freaking awesome. Anyway, so, so um, the, I, I think elective. You're going to see a major, major, major wave of retirements because um, you know the people my age and younger really didn't open our own practices. I was right. like literally the only one or two the out of a hundred the year that I graduated that opened a private practice. You know, right. everybody else took a, a job somewhere. But right. the people who still own their private practices are boomers and they want to retire anyway. Right. So watch well, you know what's, what's, watch what happens here. Yeah. What's fascinating is um a lot of places actually that that were not uh that did not have the you know like they don't have a like a primary care clinic mm-hmm. um that can't see that can't see patients on a regular basis because of what happened um those those clinics laid people off yeah like a ton yeah they have to you can't you if you don't have money coming in you can't pay employees right right you know that's just the way it is right and uh, and so it's funny you got you got New York's crying for people to come to the to the to their state to work and volunteer, mind and, you. And <laughs> oh na- yeah, not get paid as an employee. Yeah, and then I just saw a headline yesterday. You know, most of the ERs in this country are staffed by um, staffing companies. Right. And one of the biggest ones has decided now is the time that they're going to cut uh, the. Um, salaries and benefits for ER doctors and nurses. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, yeah. I think they uh I mean a lot of a lot of ERs are in a hospital. Aren't they like uh don't they like rent them out or not I don't want to say rent them out, but don't they lease them to like a company to 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 manage the the emergency room operations? I know. I know. In in uh, I knew a guy that had a company that he he had like four different hospital emergency rooms that that he staffed with doctors and nurses and and basically they had to be certified in ER medicine and there was a there was like a certain criteria that he had to provide a certain level of of competency. Yeah. Um, because all doctors are not ER doctors. Yeah. You know. I mean. Um, it's like saying a, uh, a general practitioner is, you know, in in modern day, uh, you won't find too many GPs that are delivering babies. Uh-huh. I mean, that's like one of those rarities anymore. It seems like uh, we forgot that people used to have babies on their own. Now you have to have a specialist to do it. Like in their house? <laughs> yeah. Well, in the woods. <laughs> it's the... Oh, out! I mean, I mean, there were plenty of people that went out and grabbed the tree and 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 uh, dropped a baby into a basket. You know, <laughs> so, but but now you know you can't have a general practitioner deliver a baby. It has to be a uh, OBGYN. It's, or, it's pretty rare. But my um, cousin's a family practice doc in Iowa, and he does that. It, it's rare, but it does well, happen. Yeah, but veterinarians deliver babies in Iowa. No, they don't. <laughs> Unless their wife happens to accidentally deliver at home. Yeah. 
You know, so. What do you mean, wife? You could have a female veterinarian. What do you mean? Well, yeah, unless she was going to deliver her own baby at home or her daughter's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <clears throat> but anyway. I don't know. I, I, I uh, when I was, uh, when I was younger, the, uh, what the hell did I just do? Okay. Um, when I was younger, um, I did actually quite a bit of doctoring with my veterinarian. That's cool. You know, because they know everything. I mean, it's not like they don't. Uh, I mean, cow anatomy is similar to to human anatomy. A lot of the same maladies cross over. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but you know, but they, but if a clinic is not can't see a patient for a physical, you know, and and it's and it's fascinating to me how. What's happened is everybody's become so specialized that they can't function outside of their specialization. Yeah, and and, and uh, you know you could have like the like for one thing, New York's crying for all these ventilators. They want a million and a half ventilators now. That's more who, than who, there are in the whole world. Who who's going to run them? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you need respiratory therapists for. I mean, and, and I think in a ventilation well, unit, be a ventilator one, unit. Yeah, it's going to be one person running like thirty of them. Right, and and normally don't. If I'm not mistaken, well, don't they have like one per four or something like that? No, because we had um, in uh, when I was a uh, on the trauma surgery rotation, there'd be one resident running basically the entire SICU or surgical ICU and I think there were 24 beds in there. I mean, you don't physically change the settings, but you decide what the settings are based on how the patient's doing and, you know, blood gases and various things like that and then somebody just comes along and changes manually changes the settings or you could do right. it yourself, it doesn't matter. It's it's like a touch screen thing. Um so it's possible for one person to run a bunch of them. But, but the thing is, is, like I said, they're finding in New York that once you're on a ventilator, 80% of the time you're going to die anyway. Right. You know, and it's like a miracle if somebody comes off of a ventilator and walks out of the hospital. Right. You know, so I just, I think they're worried about that, but I think they need to find another focus. Yeah. Um Anyway, so well, that's what that's what I think too. I, I mean, I, I've been hearing all of this talk about ventilators, ventilators, ventilators. I'm thinking, you know, I remember when my dad, uh, before my dad passed, he had a he had a um, it, it's complicated, but he had a, he had an emergency surgery, ended up on a ventilator, mm-hmm. and basically that you know the 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 doctor was saying he'll never get off the ventilator because he was a cop he had copd and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he basically said he's never going to get off the ventilator. And we were like, you know what? All right, back after some technical difficulties. Yeah. So you Anyways, were saying was, about your dad. Yeah, I was telling the a story about my dad. My dad had a an emergency surgery. Um, he was uh, compromised with, uh, he had COPD, so he was his lungs were not in the best of shape. They put him on a ventilator, and uh, basically they were saying that he'd never be off the ventilator. Right. Well, that would have that would have basically killed my dad, and uh, so in the hospital for literally for thirty days, we were fighting with the doctors and the respiratory therapists 
about how to wean him off. And what they kept doing was every time that he would get, he would start getting weaned off, he would uh, he would get stressed out, and they would give him some kind of a some kind of a drug that literally knocked him out for three days. Hmm. And it was the same. We did the same thing four days four four attempts in a row. And we kept saying, look, you're giving him this drug. It's knocking him out. He, he, he can't tolerate it at, that, at those amounts. It's not calming him down at all. It's, it's putting him in a freaking coma. So, anyways, we ended up going, uh, pulling him out of the hospital. And he went downstate to a, uh, I can't even think of what, it was like a, uh, uh, a special place that just dealt with respiratory therapy issues and and um, resp- and uh, ventilators. And in uh, 15 days, they had him weaned off it and the ventilator tube pulled out. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a matter of you know the doc and the and the uh, the whole staff were, were just were not listening. Yeah, and because you know of course what would what would any of the family members know about this kind of stuff? You know we're not doctors. We're not. Well, another story like that was a buddy of mine was on blood thinners because he had uh, AFib, mm-hmm. and I was in the room with him and his wife when he was receiving instructions because he said I, I want another set of ears listening to what the doctor says so when I'm done because it's you know if you have a knee replacement and you're on, and you're on blood thinners it's pretty serious mm-hmm. so um, the doc says look this is what we're going to do normally we would get you up right after surgery but because you're on blood thinners we're not going to do that we're going to keep you in bed for three days before we before we try to move you because we don't want to cause any kind of problems. Mm-hmm. So literally the next day, I went to visit him, and he said, he said I just sat down. He said I just sat down. I was up walking. I was like, you're what? He's like, yeah. He said I was. He said they got me up. I was like, they weren't supposed to get you up for three days. He said, well that's what I told the nurse, and the nurse said. We always get our patients up after three after surgery, and walk them. Hmm. So, so it just goes to show that you have sometimes you have people that get in that routine because they're so specialized. They get in a routine that they don't even read the, the paperwork anymore. They just do what they've always what they always what they've been doing for the past little bit. You know, for the past year, the past two years that they've been in that unit, they've just been doing wholesale knee replacements. And and recovery of you know the patients during that period of time. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it, you know it's, it goes to show that sometimes things can you know people should listen and uh, and do what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know the whole respirator the whole the whole ventilator thing is a, is a scary prospect to me because they're saying that they're ve- they're they're ventilating and they're turning the patient each time like every 12 hours or something they're turning them from their back to their front to yeah. try to to try to change the the position of the lungs because yeah. i guess the lungs are getting so damaged that yeah it, that's a, a trick we used to do in the burn unit too um, but the other thing that works uh, to get people off of a ventilator um, we we used to do this in the surgical ICU was uh, 
you put in a tracheostomy tube. And at, at the same time you do that, you put in a, a tube in their stomach so that if they, so you can feed them through the tube in their stomach or drain the stomach so they don't throw up or other things like that. But if you put a tracheostomy tube in them and sit them up in a chair, they wake up. You know, but if they're laying in bed, they don't wake up. So we would put a tracheostomy tube in somebody that had been on a vent for a week with no signs of coming off of it. I'd say, well, let's let's trach and peg them. And peg mm-hmm. is percutaneous endoscopic gastrostomy tube. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd say, well, let's trach and peg them and sit them up. And sure enough, within a couple of days, they're off the ventilator. Yeah, and I think that that's what they did to him. Yeah, that's eventually what you have to do. But anyway, I have some breaking news. Okay. Uh, you're, you're pregnant? No, Governor Whitmer has just suspended uh, school for the remainder of the year. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So what does that mean? Does that mean that the kids get to repeat the year over when no, they all graduate? Um, no, uh, they can all graduate. So what does that tell you? <laughs> well, they're doing online learning. My kids have been get, getting uh, continual assignments while they're at home, and they've been working. You yeah. know. Are they hating you? No, we're getting along great. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing. I know you are. Yeah. I was. I have been laughing though at some of the memes that are coming up about. Um, I just saw my neighbor scraping off. Uh, you know, my kid is a is a uh, honor student or something like that. They're scraping that off their, um, off the back of their car, and parents are starting to realize that the problem wasn't the teacher; it was the kid. Yeah. <laughs> And then I saw a great one about uh, maybe I talked maybe I said this last week, last time about the um, uh, the kids are complaining because the the teacher sleeping with the principal. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, I'm going to send you a meme that'll uh, be a good uh, uh, a good intro into my next topic here. You're going to love it. All right. All what right. are you sending me? Uh, it'll be on Facebook here. Okay. i got to send this to you. You're Seriously, going to love it. You're going to have to relax. What's that? No, I'm, I just was telling uh, telling Duke that he has to relax. He probably needs to go out for a run. Yeah. Well, and we've been... Uh, that's what we've been doing was... Uh... Yes, and after you know what? The, There's been a ton. 14 it, days of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, there has been a ton of before and after uh, pictures of, uh, I saw one um, uh, picture of a sign in a refrigerator. That yeah, said, I saw that one. <laughs> I think you sent it to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, just shut the door. You're bored. You're not hungry. You're bored. Right. <laughs> so here's here's the other uh, uh Oh, I've got to send you another one. Um, so what he what he sent me was uh, little Debbie snack cakes and Big Deborah snacks, and it was before quarantine, after quarantine. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, a skinny little girl and a pretty chunky lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's another meme. This is this this one's funny.
So you you know the meme with the two ladies sitting at a dinner table and yep. there one of them is screaming and the other one's like comforting her and is very yep. distressed. And then yep. across the table there's a cat kind of smugly looking at them in a chair. Yeah. Uh, yep. Well, this one is. Uh, uh, there's no way it's getting any worse, right? And then it shows April 2020, and there's these smug cats and flying saucers like blowing up cars and shit. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, I was talking to a buddy of mine this morning. I worked with in Puerto Rico, and uh, he is uh, dealing with uh, the cruise ships right now. Though, oh god, uh, he does. He works for the for. Um, uh, Homeland Security. Yeah, and uh, he's doing drug uh, interdiction on these cruise ships. So he basically runs dogs over the bags. And he said, you know, he said you can't believe it. He said they're, he said they're not letting anybody dock. He yeah. said there's the, there's these boats out here that have been floating around the ocean for like five month cruises. And, yeah. they, and they've got people on board that have, that are dead. They're you know I get you know and those cruise ships typically will have. Uh, they have morgues on them and you know that kind of stuff. It's a um, oh, you got your ball, and uh, so they. Uh, uh, he said that they they won't let them they won't let them come in. The Coast Guard won't let them come in. Yeah, you know because it's well, uh, they're it's, they're holding off the coast of Florida right now. Yep, exactly. So they, so the reason I sent you that little Debbie meme is uh, if you look on Facebook now, there's all these pictures of people, the food they've been making. Yeah, and it's like th- these are people that never posted food pictures before, um, except this one guy, Randy Oliver, who you know from yep. uh, Ethan's yep. and also from our uh, thing. Trip but anyway, he's been posting like just bomb ass looking food lately. Um, but anyway, uh, so like everybody's sitting home cooking all this stuff, right? And so yesterday I. I've I've been watching these crazy Korean uh, street food videos like they're going out of style, mm-hmm. and uh, because they make really creative stuff with like eggs and bread and all this, I mean they're really cool. Well, this this one video, the guy took a bowl of rice and uh, inverted it upside down on a plate, and then he made an omelet. But while he was making the omelet, instead of like flipping it. He took two chopsticks and pinched it in the middle and then turned it in a spiral so that it looked like a tornado. Mm-hmm. And then he put that over the top of the, om- uh, the rice. Right? It's called a tornado omelet. So yesterday I decided to try it, and of course I fucked it up bad. Um, <laughs> the omelet just looked terrible. you know. <laughs> but it was my first attempt, you know, and I was like, hey, this is a neat idea. Check this out. Here's how it should look, right? Not the way I did it. But right, I'm going to try right. again. And, you know, everybody's like, yeah, that looks damn good. I'm going to try it, too. Well, this guy that you probably know, uh, but I, w- I don't want to say who he is. Just, he just he looks like a My Buddy doll. Okay. You remember those from yep, the yep, 80s? Yep, yep. Little, like, my Buddy. <laughs> anyway, yep. so he, people are really goddamn stressed and, like, really trigger happy. So he writes on writes some nasty shit on there. I'm like, dude, if this distresses you, just unfollow me. You know, <laughs> don't look at it. Yeah, just don't look at it. You don't don't come on here and be all nasty. Uh, and he like flips out and like unfriends me and sends this other nasty message. So I I wrote I put a whole bunch of gifts in there like bye Felicia and all this. <laughs> you know, like, so I don't give a shit. 
Um, it's a, a person that he's a casual acquaintance at best. And, right. like, comes on and says something nasty. It's like, look, I'm not going to miss you at all. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I maybe spent, like, a couple hours with you once in my life, and I'm supposed to give one rat fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? But anyway, exactly. <laughs> so I well, and, and, I deleted and, and, that, and I tried again today. And the one I made today, if you look on my timeline, is much better. Yeah. It's much well, it's, better. It's still it's not fun- where it needs to be. It's funny, um... We were, uh, uh, my son and I were talking about different things that go on in in, uh, in China, and and uh, there was a meme that floated by the other day for me, and it was uh, two aliens talking to two Chinese guys, and they basically said, "We come in peace," and the and the Chinese guys are looking at each other saying, hmm, "I wonder what those taste like." <laughs> I, I saw that. <laughs> We talked about that on the last uh, podcast. Oh, did we? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, pretty funny some of the stuff that people are posting. I mean, I well, I, you got to you got to be careful with that because just you know that you got to remember that we've got a huge portion. I don't maybe four or five percent of the country that's Chinese or Asian of one. Right. Stripe or another, and they don't have anything to do with this, you know. Right. So you got right. these dumbasses that are like harassing them and stuff, and it's like, look, they were born here just like you were, right? And they don't eat bats or any other shit anyway. And I think the whole bat eating thing is a meme, and we talked about that on our last podcast. Well, they they you do know, eat they do eat they do eat weird stuff. Yeah, I know, but I mean I, they they do go to they have a they have a wild animal markets that that people go to and they buy yes, weird Yes, I know, but that's but you know that's, that's no not reason here. that's no reason to beat up on oh the ones I, that are here you know, or to, to be say honest, nasty I don't know shit who, to them or anything like that. Yeah, know? I don't know who is I don't know if that I mean it's happening. It sure as hell isn't happening here. No, it wouldn't it, Chinese it's people not happening here but, here, but it it is happening though. People are being mean to you know people and and the other thing is is i'm a white dude and you're a white dude and unless you have spent a lot of times around different asians from different countries you can't tell a chinese person from a vietnamese from a korean right you know it's like them looking at us and trying to say well that guy's polish that guy's german that guy's irish like there's no way to tell based on looks right and so it's just stupidity that people are beating up on them. I kind of feel sorry for them. Right. The uh, well, and I, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely not about that. That's yeah. That's that. That has never been in my even in my DNA. I'm no. Not a, yeah. Uh, a very far from that kind of a person, but but that doesn't that doesn't uh, change the fact of the matter that that the Chinese. From China, eat different things than we do. We they eat things that we would never consider getting close to our mouth, <laughs> and and that that is a fact. Well, the Indians don't like it that we eat cows, <laughs> but right. burgers are tasty. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's, and, 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 and it's the same uh, kind of thing. I mean, everybody in the has East their culinary. Don't yeah, and, and and people, if you think that Chinese food. In America is what Chinese food is in China. 
that's a whole nother pod topic for a podcast. Yeah, I've got a I've got a really good book on actual Chinese cooking that's about a thousand pages. Yeah. And the stuff in there is not what you think it is. You can't even no. get the stuff that they cook. No. 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 I mean it's a lot of things like frogs and salamanders and um you know, there's a lot of noodles. There's a you know, that kind of stuff. There is still, there is a lot of rice noodles, but but there is no I mean, there's no uh, um, egg foo young. No, or, no, no, no. Or there is no so if, uh, yeah. sweet and sour pork. Yeah, so if you if you guys are interested, you know, you're going to be stuck at home for a while. If you're getting hungry for, like, some down-home American version Chinese food, I have a book recommendation for you that is fantastic, and I've cooked tons out of this book. And you will make stuff that tastes like you get in... An American Chinese restaurant. Yep. And then when you called, you're uh, going to need to eat again. The Potsticker Chronicles by a guy named uh, Berman, and you can get that on Amazon. And the recipes in there work, and they're delicious, and they're exactly like you get when you go to a, uh, a Chinese restaurant in America. Um, let's see. So, what are you having for supper tonight? Uh, I think I'm going to make hamburgers on the grill. Ah, so am I, I only. I'm not going to... Oh, I guess I could make them on the grill. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to make them on the grill outside. Um, I'd have to drag my grill out of the storage. <laughs> I Well, and I might not. I mean, it's nice enough outside that it... I'm going to make mine on the George Foreman, I think. There I guess you go. I could break my grill out. Well, you could cook them on your grill on your house. Yeah, griddle. Yeah. It, it's not a grill grill, though. Um, yeah, I, I might pass on that for now. But anyway, I'm making hamburgers tonight, and uh, can I give you two delicious hamburger ideas to the podcast? Shoot. Okay, so uh, one of them is uh, called the rodeo burger, and it's basically what you get at Burger King. But how you make it is you make a cheeseburger. On the bottom bun, you put barbecue sauce, then you put your cheeseburger, then you put bacon, then you put a couple of uh, onion rings, you know, like mm -hmm. the fried onion rings. Yep. And then mayo on the top bun. Absolutely de delicious. So that's the rodeo burger. And the other one... This is an invention of mine. Uh, it's called an upside-down Chad burger because Chad gets all the girls and wins. He's like your <laughs> high school quarterback. This is the best goddamn burger in the world, upside-down Chad burger. Bottom bun, mustard, uh, those dill pickle slices, the cheap ones, then finely diced onion. Now you make a cheeseburger and turn it upside-down so that the melted cheese holds the onions in place. Then you have mayo and then top bun. Upside down Chad burger. It's so hmm. good. 
so good. That sounds actually quite good. Yeah, it's an upside-down Chad burger. That's my invention, and uh, one of our listeners is from Germany, and I correspond with him quite often, and he made them and loved them. So, so uh, and he's a he's a like a EM, EMT type guy over there, and he just uh-huh. we should send out our congrats because he now has the highest rank possible for an EMT in Germany. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, he just does he work for? Does he work with uh, as a Malteser? Yeah, he is actually. Yeah, he was mentioning yeah. that because his buddy uh, is a uh, is a medical student, but does EMT work to pay the bills. Yep. And his buddy and him and I uh, play video games online, and they were saying, "The only one of us here that isn't a Malteser is you, Kyle." And I'm like, oh, that's what Jim is. And they're like, yeah, we know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the new society, dude. Right, but I don't get it. Like, how I don't get the connection between just being a German and being an EMT, and then all of a sudden, all of the all of the um, most of the European ambulances services are run by the Knights of Malta. Okay. So that's the connection. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to be Catholic then to be... Uh, yeah, to work. Right, yes. Yeah. I think you're correct. I think you're correct. But neither one of them are religious. Right. At, by, by any stretch of the imagination. But they're uh, they're apparently both Knights of Malta. Uh, so no, no, they would be they they would be EMS people working for... Okay. The, I see. The, yeah, the, I, uh, I just misunderstood. Because I, I, I thought the Knights of Malta was just... The Knights of Malta. <laughs> well, no, the, 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 no, it's the New World Order, dude. <laughs> well, it's actually um, the old old world order. <laughs> yeah, well, and yeah, it's the old old world. So, so somehow or another, uh, I think it was during the war, during World War One, um, they started doing uh, ambulance work. Uh-huh. And uh, and it just took off from there. And now it's it's like I think the ambulance corps is in all in almost all the European countries. I don't think England, but I think uh, like France and and are are run by uh, um, the knights. Yeah, because they do they do like uh, they were doing all the the uh, I mean Italy they were doing all the when the uh, people were coming from uh, Somalia. Yeah, they were doing they were on all the boats and checking people out before they were able to come into the country and turning them away and it's a it's a big organization yeah. very very big but there's only there's only 13,000 knights knights and dames okay uh, so there's there's not very many of us but uh, the organization is quite large yeah so the um, the I guess if I was ever gonna like get super religious, I think I would shoot to be a knight of Malta because <laughs> that's yeah. the coolest you could be if you're religious. <laughs> it's yep. like being the Pope, only like one step down. You're like yeah. the Pope's army. We we <laughs> we actually we that's exactly what we are, yeah. um, or that's what we were created for. But yeah. um, what's kind of interesting is uh, the whole the whole Templar knight thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> You know that that's always been that's always been fascinating to me, and uh, you know, and how they how the Masons think that all oh, the Templars all became Masons. It's like no, no, no. I think we talked about this years ago, but uh, they they would never do that. 
Right. Really yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know enough of the history of any of that to have anything intelligent to say about it. So I'm just going to yeah. shut up. <laughs> um, it, there was something else I was going to. Oh, I know what the the hot new thing that's going on right now. What's that? Everybody's talking about the Lion King. The, you mean the yeah. original movie with no, that no. like is Chad it, Lion or whatever? No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe it's the Tiger King. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That this is awesome. I, I actually read a huge article about this. Have you? I guess it is the Tiger King, not the Lion King. Have you? Have Tiger you watched King. the show? No, I'm going to watch it with uh, Gretchen when we get a ah! chance here. Yeah, don't let the kids watch it. No, I won't. Um, it is. We're like episode four. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> But, right, so just, just a how quick, much these two pe- these people hate each other. Well, so here's here's the deal. Okay, so what Jim is talking about is a new series on Netflix called The Tiger King. Well, so people don't know it, but in the United States, you can legally own a lion or a tiger or whatever the hell, right? And then they tried to restrict it, but they figured out ways around the restric- restrictions so that they'd say, well, if you get a exhibitor's uh, pass, you can own them. So right. people just got an exhibitor's pass, and every once in a while, somebody would pay a dollar to come into their house, and ooh, that's a tiger. Right. You know? And so what happened is, um, they uh, there's all these people, like everywhere, that have these big-ass lions, tigers, and then now they're like breeding them, so... So now the thing is, is like they're, it's getting harder and harder to have a real lion or a real tiger. So they just breed them, and you have a liger, and yep. there's no restriction on them. So they still got these massive, and they're nasty and people. I'm going to tell you what you cross up. A, I mean, tigers are big. Yo, they're tigers huge. are freaking really big. Yeah, and you cross one up with a lion, then they're super big. Yeah, they're like a small horse. <laughs> like, but but anyway, they, they're um. So th- they've now started breeding these things called ligers so that they can get around the restrictions. Well, uh, so the way they make money and support this, because like a lion and a, or not a, yeah, a lion and a, a cougar and a tiger, this one lady was saying, they eat $10,000 worth of meat a year, every year. So you got to find right. a way to support them. So right. what they do is they just keep breeding them, and they have these little cub things, right? And they charge people, like, they'll have, like, a little tiny house or whatever, and they'll put, like, a lion liger cub in there, and they'll charge somebody, like, 25 bucks to spend a half hour, like, playing with this, like, lion. And uh, they'll have a tamer in there, you know, with the thing on, like, some sort of a little leash or whatever, so it doesn't, like, turn your arm into, like, confetti. (laughs) Uh, but like, yeah, so, they can shred you pretty easy. Oh yeah, but then once the uh, once the things get too big to do that, then they got to figure out a way to get rid of them. You mm-hmm. know, so what they do is they sell them to other people, and so there's this huge thing. Well, you got to look this up. This is freaking. I didn't know this happened, but there was this guy in somewhere in Ohio, who back in like 2010. Oh yeah, he had, he had like thirty lions, like forty tigers, like twenty-five grizzly bears, wolves, baboons, like gorillas, monkeys, all this shit. And he opened up all the cages and shot himself in the head. 
And all these like lions and stuff were just going around fucking everything up. And so, and and, uh, and they were not they were not like they were tamed. These, no, these were completely wild, completely wild tigers, lions, bears, and all this. And they they well, for, at, the guy shot himself in the head. Of course, they ate him. And then they just went out and st- they started chasing down like horses and all this stuff and just absolutely fucking every everybody up. Yep. Like they just they just went gangsta style on this yep. town yep. and the, the police went and they got like guns and started finally rounded them up but then it got to they, be night I think they killed them all they shot them all yeah but it took a while because yeah this happened right before nightfall and then night right. falls and they had to call the national guard and they're like do you have uh night vision scopes and stuff and they're like well yep. we can try <laughs> yep. but uh yep. so like they had this the whole town on lockdown with like lions roaming around and like, but there, yeah. there's people around. Like there's probably people up here that have them. Well, that you it just was, don't it's know. It's interesting about. for years. For years, um, the the county has been dealing with uh, cougar sightings. You know, they get a phone call, nine one one call. Hey, I got a cougar in my backyard. Hey, you know, and so. The animal control officer would be like, it's a cougar, it's not my problem, that's a DNR, you need to call the DNR. So the DNR would say, oh, it's not our problem, that's a domestic, that's a domestic that's loose, that's your problem. And so this battle went back and forth for a long time. And when that started coming up, I, I kept thinking, what the heck has got cougars around here, you know? there's I've never seen a <laughs> never been anywhere where there was a cougar in somebody's backyard. And... Uh, well, come to find out, there was a, a fair number of them around here, yeah. and uh, but they were all accounted for. So these these wild critters that were running around were not were not at all uh, the um, domestic ones. They were actually wild cougars that were loose. Mm-hmm. So I don't know the um, well. There is no such thing as a domestic cougar. <laughs> If, if well, you let one out of the cage and into the woods, it's going to be just fine. Right. <laughs> You're going to be right. missing, like, your livestock and, like, a couple dogs in the neighborhood, but, like, they'll be just fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, we, we have them up here. We, yeah, we just we don't, do. there's not a lot of them, but we do have them. Yeah. But, uh, but it is kind of funny. That show is, is, is fascinating because the, you look at what they're the numbers that they're talking about the number of the amount of money that they're talking about is huge yeah i mean just huge because i mean they had a video of this one place that had they probably had 45 of these tigers yeah in a pen in a giant pen hmm. all together and you're like wow that's i mean you you wouldn't last 8 seconds no in yeah there. you're i mean you're they would just pull you apart and so of course, one of the guys in the in the show is that they're interviewing. He lost his arm, you know. Uh, another guy in the, um, I mean, one another guy lost both his legs. I mean, it's. I tell you, it's it's hard to believe. And it, and this one place, the 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 King's place, is in I think Oklahoma. Yeah. No. You know. Yeah. No. Maybe he's in. Yeah, he was in Oklahoma, I guess. But anyway, he there's one there's one place in Florida. There's one place in Oklahoma, and I guess there's a there's a 
another one of the that I haven't seen yet is in like California. Well, and then there's there's like all kinds of little roadside zoos, roadside right. petting zoos that'll have these little tiger cubs and shit. Well, what right. do you do with it when it's a 700 pound full size tiger? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that'll literally I mean, tear your arm off if you get too close to the cage. Right. <laughs> But anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the ending. So I I know how it's going to end because I I read this article on it yesterday because people kept posting memes about the guy. Right. And I'm like, what right. the fuck is this? Um, Joe, what's his name? Joe Exotic. Yeah. Joe I'm Exotic. Like, what is this? Like, why is everybody all charged up? Uh, you know, they were using him as an example why Americans suck. And I'm like, I've never even heard of this guy. Right. So so I I found a really good article about the whole big cat industry in the u.s and i now i'm i learned a whole lot of stuff that i didn't know before oh yeah there's there's like uh uh some lady that's you know supposedly the the sheriffs are the people in the community think that she fed her husband to to the these tigers to get rid of them get all his money yeah, yeah, that well that's yeah that's the one that that's it's all yeah, part of the show yeah you know? anyway I mean, you, you gotta we gotta see this. It's, it's yeah, yeah. You need to you need to watch it. It's it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, pretty fascinating. So everybody's loading up on YouTube videos. Everybody's learning how to fix toilets now, and because <laughs> they and, have to. Uh, you know, it's a good thing YouTube has all been put in place because uh, you know, God knows that uh, you can't get a plumber anymore. So you yeah. have to learn how to fix your own toilet or, um, you know. Change yeah. the oil in your car. Oh, wait a minute. You can't go anywhere, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's yeah, I have to go somewhere, unfortunately. Yeah, what's this, what's what's your timeline? Sunday, I have to go till next Friday. So I'm going to be doing something about, you know, about every other week or so for a while. Uh-huh. Um, kind of off and on. So they're, they're, uh, they're scheduling surgeries for you to, to accommodate your... No, I'm basically, for April, I'm just kind of covering the office. Mm -hmm. And then in May, I'll start taking actual um, plastic surgery call Mm -hmm. at the hospital and covering the office, like kind of off and on. And then I start officially like June 15th or whatever. Ah, okay. Uh, That'd be full time. All right. Well, if, if unless we get invaded by the by the Chinese, well, we're going to be fine. Either way, they're going to need me. It's, you know, I'll always eat. Yeah, that's true. You might be you might be might be in a mash unit or something. <laughs> well, that's fine. I, I I can work anywhere. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Um. So uh, anyway, what else you got? Anything else? No, not for right now. I'm about ready to... I need to take so, this dog for a training walk. By now, I will have been playing some special music, and it's for that guy that got mad at me because my uh, tornado omelet was so bad, and he unfriended me. Uh, <laughs> my message to the guy who looks like my buddy, my heart will go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, how do you close it? All right, boys and girls, you keep your knife sharp and your friend sharper, and uh, until next time, which probably will be sooner than later, um, we'll see you later. Yeah. Keep keep social distancing and uh, try to keep yourself healthy. And if you can get out into the woods away from people, even Trump says that's fine. So I've been yep. doing things called uh, Volks marches. 
which is uh, in Germany, the whole town will get together and decide to go on a big hike. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I force my kids to do that. <laughs> oh, they're loving you for that. Well, no, they aren't. You should see. They <laughs> complain like crazy, but someday they'll like it. All right. Well, you keep safe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>